Welcome to the Yoga Teacher Business Foundation course, designed to help teachers finally nail their niche, grow their confidence and their business savvy, and generate a consistent income of £2,000 sterling or more a month teaching part-time. If you found filling your classes and growing your community frustrating, you're in the right place. These podcasts are deliberately designed as bite-sized nuggets of information to help you move from struggle and frustration to a career which is not only emotionally rewarding, but financially too. As I record this podcast, we're almost at the end of February. The first two months of the year are almost one of the best times of the year for anyone working in the fitness wellness space. So hopefully, you've begun the year with a good injection of cash into your business and full classes. The hope for all of us as yoga teachers is that that interest and motivation continues. Otherwise, we face that sometimes demoralizing roller coaster of feast and famine. So as you look forward to spring and beyond, how confident are you of generating consistent income into your business? Are you generating a reliable and steady income from your yoga teaching? The words steady and reliable here are crucial really, aren't they? Because unless you're choosing to simply teach as a hobby and your income to pay your bills comes from another source, then steady and reliable become really important words. In fact, if you actually want to think of your teaching as a business, then not only will it need steady, reliable income, it will need to make a profit, some of it to pay yourself and some of it to reinvest into your business if you want to grow or scale. Regardless of whether you want to generate a decent income teaching part-time, as I do, or just a steady, reliable few hundred extra every month, or you hanker after scaling to the bigger dream of six figures or more, you need to understand there are three key criteria you're going to need to have in place in order to succeed. And what are these criteria? First, your internal belief patterns. Second, your external belief patterns. And third, your business model. And over the next couple of episodes, I'll drill down a little more into these, but let's start with the first, your internal belief patterns. So what do I mean by that? Well, let me ask you, what do you believe about making it as a successful and profitable yoga teacher? Some of the beliefs that I see and have indeed experienced for myself and had to deal with include belief number one. It's hard. It's not possible to make a decent income from simply teaching yoga. There is a widespread view out there that most yoga teachers struggle to make a decent living from their teaching. To a certain extent, that is true for many teachers, particularly those whose business model is to work for studios or gyms as a freelancer. And this links with the third of my reset principles, Aka, your business model and I'll come to that in another episode. But for now, the main thing to question here is whether some teachers are successful at building a decent income from their teaching, one that actually does sustain them and pay their bills. Well, the truth is, such teachers do exist, 
and they don't all work online or have to hustle like crazy to make their income. I don't. So perhaps the thinking is not, it's not possible, but looking at those teachers who are successful and asking this question, what are they doing or even thinking, and we'll come to that in a minute, that I'm not? And if I followed their process and thinking, would that be a game changer for me? When I began as a yoga teacher, I was clear how I wanted my business to look, at least in the beginning. I wanted part-time. I wanted to work when I wanted to work, and I wanted a certain minimum income, and I built the business based around those key needs. And I've generated between 30 to 40,000 pounds sterling every year following that business model. It suited me and it met my financial goals. Are there others who have achieved their goals? Absolutely. But if you hold a belief in your head that it's simply not possible or not possible for you, for whatever reason, I'd like to challenge you a little on that and ask you, how might holding that belief be holding you back? Internal belief number two. I don't know enough yet. I'm not experienced enough. There we have the old chestnut of imposter syndrome that holds some teachers back for years, if not forever, from reaching their dream. In my mentoring program, we deal with this head on as part of the coaching. But let me just say this. Unless you've just completed your YTT 200 and you're trying to teach teachers, then you'll know more than the students in your class, especially if, as I recommend for most new teachers, you set up a beginner course. And then there's no way you're not going to be at least a few steps ahead of those you teach. And here's the thing, that's all you ever need to be. One of my mentors used to explain it like this, a fourth grader is God to a third grader. Why? Because they know more than you do but they're not so far removed from having to learn all this new stuff that they go too far or too fast for the students. Imagine a professor trying to teach a third grader. The professor's long since forgotten what it's like to be a third grader, and they are far more likely to get frustrated and teach stuff way over the heads of their students. So get out there and teach a beginner course. That you can do. Internal belief three. I should offer yoga cheaply so it's accessible to everyone. I talk about this a lot more in three previous podcasts, as I find this is a really commonly held belief. So do go back and listen to those money podcasts if this is you. But let me quickly say two things here. First, you cannot pour from an empty cup. If you end up out of pocket or giving up your time and energy week in, week out. Finding students just don't show up but still expect refunds. It's highly likely it won't be long before you're not only burnt out, but resentful too. And resentment can't be a good place to teach yoga from. Secondly, if your target market don't have any money, you have to make the decision. This is you doing charity work. It's not a business. Or you find an organization that will subsidize or pay you to teach these students, or you change your niche. 
Internal belief number four. I need to do everything myself. I can't afford otherwise. You know, feeling responsible for every part of your business, from teaching classes to the admin and the bookkeeping and the tech side of your business, that can lead to burnout too and prevent you from delegating or outsourcing tasks that are out of your expertise. Trying to be chief cook and bottle washer is not a good idea for any business if you want it to be sustainable. Internal belief number five. Marketing's hard. I hate it. Actually, marketing isn't as complex as some would have you believe. You don't have to have a website, for example, straight away, although it does help once you've got clear about your niche and offers. You don't have to post endlessly on social media. It doesn't have to be icky or something that makes you feel uncomfortable. You know, once you understand some really simple rules about how to present what you do as a service, which of course it is, isn't it? And isn't a service about helping people achieve something they want? Once you realize that, then seeing that you're simply showing how you can help people solve a very real problem that they have. Surely that doesn't seem so bad after all, does it? And believe me, your potential students are not coming to you for yoga. They're coming to you because of what they think yoga will give them. And you need to know what that is. And because they believe that you are the best fit for them as a teacher. Internal belief number six. I'm just not good with tech. Well, let me tell you, neither am I. But here's my take on it. There's some tech that I believe you really do have to get your head round, even if you don't completely use that all the time. Sorting an email system, booking and payment system, for example, really is a must if you want to appear professional and you don't want to end up with a system that simply cannot handle scale. For example, trying to manually write emails to a number of students using your normal Hotmail or Gmail address is not professional. It will take you forever and it will probably get you into trouble for GDPR or data protection breaches. Or what if you offer a couple of payment options or blocks or memberships as part of your offering to students? How will you monitor those manually or paper-based? Seriously, if you are serious about being a business, there are some things you simply do just have to bite the bullet and get sorted. Get help. I need to do a podcast about this at some point, as there's a lot to say on this topic. But for now, let me just say, being willing and able to delegate some of your work will prove a strength as your business grows. Just be mindful of what I call the trap. And that trap is not knowing the difference between abdicating and delegating. You need to be able to set clear guidelines for delegation. And that requires you do know some stuff. That will require your input. So whoever you hire, you can give a clear brief to, and they are more likely to produce what you want, nor can they pull the wool over your eyes. Internal belief number seven. Teaching online is the best way to earn money as a yoga teacher. I have a couple of previous podcasts on this topic too. 
perhaps the best one to begin with if you've not listened to it already, is what you should know about going online before falling for the hype. Let me just say this. If you thought you had competition face-to-face, try multiplying that competition a hundred times over or maybe even more and tell me, do you know how you'll stand out in that crowd? How's your confidence in front of a camera? If you're hesitating answering that question, you're not ready for online. And what's your niche going to be? If you can't successfully and sustainably sell what you offer right now face-to-face, you're going to find it even harder online unless you have a lot of time and energy to gain the momentum you'll need. Believe me, face-to-face is you doing the foundation work that will mean if and when you decide you'd like to try online, you've learned a thing or two and you're ready to scale and you can already use some of the money you are generating in your business to scale up. So there you have some of the most common limiting internal beliefs that I see in yoga teachers. Do any of these resonate for you? In the next podcast in this series, I'll delve into the external beliefs you may be holding, which slow you down or stop you from building the yoga business that you'd love to build. And if you'd like support to help you overcome your internal limiting beliefs and lay the foundations for a sustainable yoga business, then perhaps I can help. Over 12 weeks, I help aspiring yoga teachers understand how to build a profitable part-time business, generating two to four thousand pounds sterling every month. They learn how to create a business model and a marketing strategy that means they can transition from other employment to part-time business, which they can then choose to scale up if they wish. If you'd like to know more about how this 12-week mentoring and coaching program could help you, contact me direct at shona at fastmail.com. Seriously, I know I can help. Namaste. Thank you for listening. I hope you find these tips helpful. With over a decade of experience and into my 70s now, I'd like to think that I can help other yoga teachers find a rewarding career teaching yoga. I run a foundation training course in business skills for yoga teachers designed specifically to give them a solid base and business savvy upon which they can build and scale up if they choose. If you're interested in learning more, drop me a line at shona at fastmail.com. Meanwhile, do subscribe to the podcast. Let me know if you have any feedback or topics you'd like to listen to. And go out there and bring your yoga to the students that you were meant to serve. Namaste. Namaste.